Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would like to give a quick thanks to our Tier 5 channel members and patrons. Fallen Angel, Buzz Killington. Thank you again. Now on to the story. Story number one. They did not tremble. Written by Admiral Star Knight. From the writing prompt, the Galactic Federation has two odd rules on the topic of terrors. One, never tell them not to do something. Some primal urge will compel them to do that thing. Number two. Never tell a human to do something they're already doing, unless you want it to be unceremoniously halted. The Federation had many rules. No wars between member systems, no bombing of planets, no dumping waste products into orbit. There were pages of them, as a galactic federation with many member races needed rules to govern interactions between aliens of all types. A lot of them involved various knows. This section on the Terrans was interesting, as while the rules were always present in every copy of the Galactic Federation rules, the humans never seemed to acknowledge rules one had two. They called the others by their proper numbers, but collectively, every one of the humans seemed just to shrug when asked or ignore anyone asking. To Vaymar, it seemed a little joke, but the feathered Halcron alien hadn't had much interaction with the Terrans. He had met a few, watched some media, even had the pressure of tasting some food once. It had been too greasy for his tastes, but he'd never met one up close and personal. He was distracting himself, the feathers on his head vibrating in distress as he watched his small crew scramble around the bridge of his freighter as they emerged from FDL into a border system of the Terran Republic. It had been an easy run right up until a swarm of pirates had jumped his ship, and only a risky jump into FTL had saved them. But with the damage of his drives and the pirates hot in his tail, he needed to drop out of FTL. His chasers would sense it and kill his ship, taking its cargo and doing stars knew what with his crew. This is the Terran naval ship Tremble, calling unidentified Alcran Freighter. What is your status? The human voice cut through the panic on the bridge, and Vamer looked down at his sensor data, at what he could see. The tiny ship called Tremble looked more like a toy than a warship. An older ship, he assumed. His own freighter outmassed the thing ten times over. The pirates would as well, and were armed to the teeth. Parents, this is the ship handler Vamer. Our ship was damaged by pirates and is being pursued. I'm no military expert, but they all outmass your warship and will kill your ship. Please. Vema pleaded as the first of the pirates appeared behind his and began to swarm forward. Please, stay away. My freighter is not worth your crew's lives. Even as he spoke, the full set of ten pirate ships had emerged and were now overtaking. Maybe. If he surrendered, the pirates wouldn't cut off his head for a trophy. Maybe. 
I'm sorry, ship handler. I didn't copy most of that. You appear to be in need of assistance, though, so uh, we'll render aid. Came the reply from the tiny warship as it opened up its engines and began on a course to intercept the leading pirate vessel. Famous head feathers went straight up. Was the human mad? Even the best soldier stood no chance, outgunned and outnumbered by that much. Never mind whoever was speaking. What about his crew? Then they realized the speaker was leading them on a death ride into a meat grinder. He opened a return channel to the warship. Are you mad? Those pirates outnumber you, and most certainly outgun you and that tiny warship of yours. I may not be a fighter, but I know math, and there is no way you'll live to see another cycle of your home world. Please, do not come and save me. It's not worth it. What Vamer had not expected in reply to that plea was laughter, and not just from the original speaker. There were other laughs in the background of the transmission as the tiny warship shot past the large freighter, its shields coming to full power. Oh, ship handler, I'm afraid you broke the rules. Two are the most important ones related to us Terrans, the voice replied. Cheerfully. First, you tell us to do something to stay away. And I'm afraid I didn't quite hear you say that. Then you tell me not to save you, and all of a sudden, I just have this urge to do just that. So, um, if you'll excuse me, Handler Vamer, I need to make some poor bastard's life very hard. In the end, Vamer and his ship sat in orbit of the Terran world that he had exited into. His head feathers pressed flat to his head as he watched the more modern Terran warships sweeping in system from the area that had once contained ten pirate ships. The Terran warship Tremble had been an older ship, very old, almost two hundred years old and on its last deployment. Yet somehow the ship had managed to take out nine of the pirate ships before ramming the last one as the pirate had tried to leave. The Terrans apparently unwilling to let even one pirate escape to kill another day. Tremble was no more, and Vamus saw the somber mood of his crew, their feathers drooping and voices lifeless. They had been saved at the cost of the small Terran ship. He was grateful to be alive and not in pirate hands, but that did not stop the grief of the senseless loss of life. Shephandler Vamer, this is Admiral Johnson aboard the Terran naval ship Dedication. Are you safe? Do you need assistance? Vamer wondered if the Terrans would listen to him this time. No, Admiral. I am safe in orbit, and my repairs are well underway. I am sorry for the loss of the tremble. I tried to warn the ship off, but they did not listen. There was a sad but amused chuckle from the Terran. I know, but Vamer, you are aware of the first and second rules regarding us Terrans, right? Yes, but I did not think it would result in me sending people to the afterlife. Vamer's feathers quivered as his voice broke. May they fly in the trees forevermore. To touch the stars with lightened wings. Famous feathers went up in surprise as the Terran finished the traditional prayer of his people 
for the dead. Most aliens didn't bother learning it. Shepard Lavema, I know it may be hard to understand, but while every race is a bit strange, those two rules just highlights what makes us a bit different. You did not send the tremble to her death. She willingly threw herself into the line of fire for you. Some races have hardened scales, poisonous tears, or prehensile tails. Some live for thousands of years, while others live only days. There was a pause as the new warship settled into orbit protectively around the Halkron freighter. We humans, well, we have our bravado, and we wouldn't have it any other way. End of story. Story number two. Masters of Destruction. Written by L.G. Father Anthracite. Humans, terrifying little Griggs. No other species in all of the known galaxy was quite so uh, adept at violence. They had weaponized nearly everything they ever invented. Before they had steel, bronze, even before they had fire, they had weaponized sticks and stones. Wooden clubs, chipstone knives, stone-tipped spears. Some cultures took animal teeth and fixed them to the edge of wooden weapons. These were able to inflict terrible wounds. As they progressed through various technologies, each was warped to fulfill their most brutal purpose. Chemical knowledge led to poisons and explosions. Explosions led to projectile weapons. Flight led to flying attacks and fighter planes. It was really no surprise. On their homeworld, even the sunlight was torturously dangerous to most creatures. It could kill in many ways. Burning exposed body parts, overheating, dehydration, even radiation that it cast off caused rampant uncontrolled cell mutations if you were exposed for far too long. The plants would take the sunlight and use it to make terrible toxins. Animals developed poisons and venoms. Everything was trying to kill everything else. Given their homeworld, it was no surprise that they turned everything into a weapon. And humans learned from those around them, learning about poisons and venoms, toxins and more. They even managed to weaponize light for themselves. Lasers, they called. Concentrated, coherent beams of light, capable of burning through a ship's hull in moments. Their vessels were mobile weapons platforms, capable of engaging with any fighting vessel in the galaxy. Even their software was weaponized. It could infiltrate enemy data nets, exfiltrate data, and then reduce an enemy's network to slag. Snow, for all of their destructive prowess, they had a delicate touch when they wanted. Poison and medicine. They insisted it was a matter of dosage. Explosions could be used to create massive changes to the planet's surface, or for mining. Lasers were tools for various purposes. Even knives were refined to the point that they were used for surgery, saving lives. For all of their destructive potential and history of battlefield innovations, 
There were just as many stories of humans developing vaccines, antiviruses, and treatments. Developing life-saving surgery, groundbreaking treatments, and therapies, and procedures to combat all manner of ailments and injuries. No other race developed such terrible weapons, and no other species had hammered those weapons into such life-saving tools. That was what really scared me about humans. They weren't afraid to make something like an atomic bomb, and even when they did, they would twist that massive, destructive force into a force behind a power source that serviced a hundred thousand homes. No other species in the galaxy harnessed and mastered destruction, and so eloquently used it to create. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.